What's going on guys? Welcome back to another Undercover Weebs One Piece review episode. This episode we're covering the Sky Island saga, more well known as the uh the Skypia arcs in saga, I guess. I think most people just kinda stick Jaya with Skypia anyways. Yeah, most people do. But I, I like them both. So do I. And I didn't I don't think I appreciated this this whole saga enough when I initially read it or when I initially watched it cuz this is about the time that I decided that I was going to switch from the anime to the manga. Yeah. Actually the exact point that I switched from the anime to the manga was when they reached the ordeal of balls or the ordeal of spheres which we'll get into later right. yeah dude um i did i i'm, I'm kind of with you on that because i didn't really appreciate uh giant and skypia as much but now looking back on it i really like how it's its own little story inside the grander one piece story. yeah and one piece is actually pretty good at splitting things up in their own specific stories while also dropping little things that are gonna come back yeah they really are honestly i have very mixed feelings about this specific arc but jaya? We'll get, no not jaya but just like skypea and sky island as a whole gotcha. but i think that might be mainly because i just didn't at the at that point in the anime i was so worn out from alabasta that yeah like I just didn't want to watch it anymore because Alabasta just seemed like it took forever. Dude, but, that's fair. Al Alabasta does kind of um, drag on a bit, but I do remember when I went from Alabasta to Skypea, I preferred Skypea to Alabasta because I feel like it was a little quicker. And I feel like the lore and world building of it really the whole goes up. It's it just it improves. It, get, it keeps improving upon itself. And I feel like that's pretty prevalent in this arc, even though it's its own little separate thing. I agree with that. I, I like Skypea more than I like Alabasta, for sure. Well, Shall we get into it? The meat and potatoes of yeah, Jaya? I suppose with the two arc... Jaya is 218 to 236. Okay. Yeah, Sky Island only has two arcs, those being Jaya and Skypea, but they're pretty long arcs. Well, Jaya isn't that long, but Skypea is pretty long. But Jaya begins, uh, they leave from Alabasta, and the crew is following a log pose to mm -hmm. to their next location, which they don't really know where it is. Uh, and we got our girl Miko. Are we yeah, got our girl Miko. Miko hopped on the crew when leaving Alabasta. But got it. a whole ship falls from the sky. Yep. And... They and notice, the log yeah, the log pose is yeah. pointing up to the sky, and Nami, I believe Nami originally thinks that the log pose is broken. Yep, and then it's actually Robin who says the the log pose never lies. Yeah, I remember the log that. pose never lies, and that it has captured a magnetic field of an island in the sky. Yep. Yes, sir. Which... I. I really like that part because uh, everyone's kind of in disbelief about it besides mm -hmm. Luffy, of course. Oh my gosh, there's an island in the sky. Let's go on an adventure. And then Robin and the rest of them are like, that's not possible. Every Everyone kind of just wants to ignore it. And then mm -hmm. they decide 
or Luffy being Luffy, they decide they're going to go to this sky island. Since the the ship just fell from the sky, you gotta go salvage it, right? But gotta uh, get that that treasure. While Some... they're in these like barrels and salvaging, our <laughs> our monkey boy Masara comes up with his with his monkey men that control the salvage and all of the seas. I thought this fucking part was so goofy. This these part monkey boy. is so weird. But, I, I liked them more after they get introduced. More like we learn more about so them. But like at this point, I was like, "What the fuck is going on and with this monkey man?" To be honest, I like Masaru much more than I like his brother, mainly because in the anime, his brother was so goddamn annoying with that scream. Oh yeah. my god, I've never heard a more annoying scream in my entire life. Yeah, that was pretty annoying. But we'll get to that when we get to it. So, Masaru. Uh, apparently has control of all of the salvage or all the boats that sink. But before is this? No. So Luffy and Zoro are searching the ship and Masara goes down while they're basically going to pick up the ship with a weird contraption he has. And they confront Masara in the ship and blah, blah, blah. Weird stuff happens as usually does when Luffy meets a new person. And a giant turtle comes and eats the ship. Yeah. <laughs> but somehow yeah. they got out of the ship before the turtle ate them, and they get onto the going merry. Yep. Oh, I, I remember this part, because then once they get on the going merry, this is when uh, the sky turns dark in the middle yes. of the day, right? Yes. It, the sky turns black, and then they see the people, like the giants with like wings, and like spears mm. and stuff. And to be honest, I was so disappointed when I found out what that was. Like, yeah. I couldn't have been more disappointed. Because me thinking, like, okay, One Piece World, this has got to be, like, some new species that is yep. absolutely massive and controls all the seas. When in reality, it was nothing close to that. And I was extremely disappointed. Yeah, at the time, I thought there was going to be, like, some new gigantic, like, god race that just roams the seas, and they're so tall that, like, they can just walk across the ocean. But that, then we figure out yeah. some other stuff. That Actually, part it's... excited me so much, and then I got let down later. Mm-hmm. But that's, like, at the very end of the Skypia when you figure out what those actually are. Yeah, I God, I love that part too. That wow. is, a, it's a great part, but it made me disappointed in the giant shadows. Yeah, so then, then Luffy gets excited, right? And they end up. Yeah, so they they get the they steal a log pose from Masara that brings a, or like an eternal log pose to Jaya, and they go to Jaya because they do not know how to get to this Sky Island. So they're looking for a way to get to the Sky Island and go on an adventure. Yeah, because Luffy always wants to... That's all he cares about is adventure. He doesn't care about anything else, so... Mm-hmm. But when we... We don't even, we don't really stay with the Straw Hats right away when we get to Jaya. First, we see Bellamy playing poker with another pirate. Yep. And then Bellamy loses, but claims that the other pirate was cheating, which I don't know if it was ever clarified if he actually was or not. I, I, I kind of took it as he wasn't cheating, but Bellamy is just, just a sore loser. Asshole. Yeah. So Bellamy basically kills this guy, 
mm. and gets his money and then we go back to the actual crew and they meet a few of the Bellamy pirates as well as a few members of the Blackbeard pirates. Yep, and at the time we we didn't really know that they were the Blackbeard pirates because no. you get to meet Burgess, the wrestler guy, the guy who was shooting the seagulls. Isn't the guy? Then, isn't there the guy on the horse? And the guy on the horse who was like handing exploding handing apples. apples. Yeah. Yeah. I was. I, I I didn't know what to think of what was going on at that point because I Same. didn't realize I was, they were part of the Blackbeard pirates. I didn't. I thought they were going to be like the immediate enemy. But then that did not happen. Yeah, and then they go to a bar and after this. Yeah, and we meet Blackbeard. And we meet Blackbeard, the goat. God, I fucking love Blackbeard. I love this part so goddamn much. Dude. Yeah. When they like, order drinks and pie next to each other, fucking a. It shows they're pretty much exactly the same person, but also exactly opposite from one another. Yeah, you, it, God, they're like so similar, but at the same time, completely opposite. Because I think Blackbeard loves the pie and Luffy hates the pie, mm-hmm. but then Blackbeard loves the drink and, and Luffy, Luffy hates, hates the it. drink. And then they start beefing about it. And yeah, that's so just, at what this a good point, introduction. Yeah, and at this point, villain, one of the final villains. Everybody knows that, like, everybody at this point already knows like what blackbeard looks like if you're a one piece fan because who doesn't know what the hell blackbeard looks like going into this but i don't think it says that it's blackbeard for a good amount of time after they meet blackbeard yeah we have no idea who this man is we find out a lot well not a lot later but a couple of chapters or even at the end of this one yeah so they're in this bar still and then bellamy hears that luffy's on this island and ha- like obviously has bounty and all that stuff. He like tries to make sure that Luffy is ready for the new age of pirates. Yes. But, yes. Yeah. Cuz how did Bellamy find out Luffy was there? Wasn't there a wanted poster? I think they had the wanted posters of the Is it was Luffy 30 million berries at that point? Because right. we get new wanted posters in, in a little bit. Yes, he was 30 million at this point, I believe. Yes, I think you're correct. So Luffy's at 30 million and they hear that he's he's in the he's in Mock Town, which is the town they're in and he I think didn't Bellamy want to like make Luffy part of his crew or something? Yeah, he wanted to uh like test him so to speak to see if he was uh like what his uh, ideals and shit were and see if he was able to join the new age of pirates as Bellamy puts it. Yeah. And then kind of during that Nami brings up sky Island and then right to the bartender. Yeah. They get, they get made fun of. And then there's kind of a dispute with Bellamy and Luffy because Luffy thinks he's going to be the pirate or says he's going to be the pirate King and, or yeah, pirate King. And, so Bellamy basically tries to start a fight with Luffy and Zoro, but Luffy and Zoro don't fight back. Right. And this is pretty much identical to what Shanks was doing in the first mm-hmm. few chapters of One Piece. Where I Yeah, they didn't they didn't fight back. And I thought that was a great parallel. I thought it was also a good parallel, and I really like this part because it showed um 
like how loyal Zoro is to Luffy because mm-hmm. he looks at him and was like, "Don't fight back." And if like Luffy wouldn't have been there, Zoro just would have cut him down in an instant. Oh so, yeah, easily. Props to Zoro for just like listening to his captain and just taking a fucking beating because their beating was way worse than the one Shanks took. Yeah, and the best part about this whole scene, I think, is that everyone thinks that Luffy and Zoro are just like getting the shit beat out of them and that they're losing this fight, except. For like they get dragged out of the bar by Nami, who is all mad because they didn't fight back, and then Blackbeard was sitting on the street, and he said that this is a great part. He says that they did not lose that fight, that they won that fight, and then that's where you're like, that's where probably most people, if they didn't know who Blackbeard was already, you probably thought, okay, this man's gonna be important later. Yes, dude. And then they're because this is when they're walking by Blackbeard and he's like, you won that fight, like never give up on your dreams. And then it's one of my favorite panels in the show where Blackbeard, he slams his drink down while they're walking away. And he looks at Luffy and says, a man's dreams will never die. Oh, I love that. That was one of that was a great part. Probably one of the there's so many good parts in this. uh, Right. In Sky Island. But that was one of the one of the best ones. Right. And that's just like why I love Oda's writing of Blackbeard so much because you see how similar they are, Luffy and Blackbeard. Like you see how like they're grounded very like very similarly, but their outlook is just completely different. So much different. Yeah. God damn it, what a good part. All right, let's move on. I okay. So they after getting the ship beat out of them and talking to Blackbeard, they go to or they're going back to the Mary and Robin is the only one that actually found out useful information and that there's a man living on the other side of Jaya or the other side of Jaya, the nation named mm-hmm. Cricket or Mont Blanc Cricket. Mont Blanc Cricket. That, Love that may know how to get to uh, the the Sky Island. So mm-hmm. they go to the they go to the other side. And on their way, they meet the other monkey man pirates. This time, he's like an orangutan. God, I hate this guy. Yeah, oh my goodness. Especially in the anime. Like, it probably... If I wouldn't have watched past this part in the anime, I probably would not have hated this guy as much as I did. Dude, I hate everything about him. He's fat. He's ugly. He's annoying. Shoujo, the orangutan pirate. Oh my god, is he... That scream that he let out... Yeah. Oh my god, was that horrific. Yeah, it was quite annoying. But anyways, he is Masara's brother, who is the other monkey pirate guy that we met before we got to Jaya. Right. And then they're sailing to Mont Blanc Cricket's house and you see this gigantic like like weird, palace fairy tale looking palace and then they dock and it's literally just like a cardboard cutout and behind it is just this little shack that's cut in half i love that part it's <laughs> so too. it's so random but it's just such a it's such an oda thing just to throw in there right so he's not there at this point right don't they barge into his house no yeah he's not there he's uh currently diving to search for the lost city of or the right. city of gold 
That's right. Which we don't find out until he comes back. But they go into his house looking for him, and uh, Sanji finds a popular book from the North Blue called, uh, like, Nolan the Liar. Yeah. Yep. And I love this part mostly because I love the flashback later of what mm-hmm. happens with that. But basically, oh, Nolan is a guy that he used to be a great adventurer on the Grand Line. And he discovered the City of Gold, which is basically an El Dorado parallel. Mm. And he goes back and tells his king that he found the City of Gold. So they make him go back on a second journey. But on the second time, the, it was gone. So he says it must have gone into the sea or it must have sunk into the sea, which is a direct Atlantis parallel. So Oda's sticking a lot of folklore parallels into this art or into this saga. He does that a lot. It's not, these are not the only two either. And I think that is part of the reason why I like Bellamy's character so much because this arc in particular, along with a huge chunk of One Piece, has a lot to do with dreams. So, like, Luffy's dream to become, you know, King of the Pirates, find the One Piece, Zoro's dream to become the greatest swordsman. Everyone has a dream, and this arc builds a lot on dreams and folklore and stuff like that, and that's why I like Bellamy so much because... His character is anti-dream. It goes directly against, like, yeah, the that is true. theme of this arc, which I appreciate a lot. That is true. Uh, so, Nolan was sentenced to death for lying, and then he had a book about him made called Nolan the Liar. Mm-hmm. And according to Sanji, it was a very popular fairy tale in the North Blue, which is where Sanji is from. Which That's is right, the- it was- Yes, okay. This is where I put together that Sanji was from the North Blue. Yep, yep, yep. And then the whole Grand Line, or or, wait, what was the uh, Reverse Mountain, the whole Reverse Mountain thing when Sanji looks at Zoro? It make a little bit of sense. You're done. You're like, oh, he probably crossed the Reverse Mountain to get to the East. Yep. Okay. Yep. So because, or so we find out that Cricket, the guy who is, whose house they're in, is a descendant of Nolan the Liar, and he's been searching every day, like diving without any equipment, which I feel like he just literally walks into the water and like just goes down, which is really weird. Yeah. But he's searching for traces of the island. And then we find out that the two monkey pirates are p- partners with Cricket. And Cricket explains to them after after Chopper has, like, treated him because he has serious injuries from diving every day. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, that the only way to get up to this Sky Island, if it is real, is via the knock-up stream. Yeah. A massive blast of water that happens. Was it, is it, like, once a month? I think Something he said. Like that. It's, yeah, it's once like a one- month. And it happens the next day. Yep. At noon or something. Except for we find out later that that is not the only way up there. 
You're right. We do. Yep. That is. But correct. we never find out, at least up until the point where I'm at, what the other way up there is. Mm-hmm. That I have, uh, or where you, where you're at. Do you find out where the if there's or like what the other way up is? I don't really know. We probably have, but I didn't make a very good mental note of that. If we did, okay. But like I can like. Theory, like I don't, know, I can think about a couple ways you could probably make it up there, but I don't know if any was specifically said by Oda in the manga, but maybe. Yeah, because he made it so, or like after they got up there, they made it sound like there was more of like an actual path going up there. Well, Mad Monka Rouge is from Sky Island, like Sky Islands. I have no so idea like who that is. Uh, he's one of the. He's one of the supernova. The I don't know what that is the, either. You you. You a supernova? Red, oh, I I can confuse what, what supernovas are. Yeah, he's from the sky. I know the what you're talking the... about, like the rookies. The yes, like, yeah. Yes. I just call them the rookies because that's basically the worst what they generation. Are. Supernova, whatever you want to say. Yeah. So these both monsters, yeah, they show up and they realize that they're since the Mary has taken significant damage. Like I said. Last episode, uh, where we did the Alabasta Saga, that you should be making notes of the damage of the Mary, mm-hmm. because it comes up later, but the Mary is not stable enough to be able to go up to Sky Island. The Mary is taking a beating. Yes, very oh, much Mary. so. Oh, Mary. Just make notes of the Mary, and then <laughs> also they need a South Bird. Because they need to go directly south. Oh, I totally forgot about this part. They're searching for the south bird in the forest. That's right. Yeah. So they, while they're searching, they go and search for the south bird in the forest. While the two monkey boys, along with their crews, start building up and upgrading their ship so they can go to Sky Island without <laughs> their ship being destroyed. Yep. So while looking for the south bird, Bellamy... Here's that Cricket has actually found some gold from the Sky Island, or not? I guess not what they know that's the Sky Island, but basically the part of Jai that fell off. Mm-hmm. So Bellamy wants to go take this gold from Cricket and succeeds and manhandles everyone there because the Straw Hats are no longer there. Right, and Bell- we find out Bellamy has a devil fruit called the Bring... Spring, spring fruit? I think it's got to be something like that. I don't remember exactly what it's called, but he basically has, he can turn his body into springs and then he can move yep. around really fast. Right. Very weird devil fruit. Yeah, super goofy <laughs> devil fruit, but it works. Not, it messed it, up. Yeah, it Earth. wouldn't be my choice of devil fruit. Oh, not mine either. So after yeah. Bellamy gets back with the treasure, a bird drops off bounties. The new bounties come in. Let's go. Zoro gets the $60 million bounty, and Luffy gets, I believe, a $100 million bounty, right? Yeah, $100 million. Which is almost double of Bellamy's $55 million berry bounty. Yeah, and then Bellamy was like, oh, this is just a piece of paper. This doesn't mean they're actually strong. These could be fakes. Yeah, he said that they're fakes. God, he just doesn't believe in shit. He's such an arrogant asshole. No, they, they, I mean, everybody in his crew thinks that they're fakes because 
Bellamy just beat the shit out of him right. the day before. True. That is true. Uh, But then the Straw Hats, I mean, you get a little bit in the manga and the anime of their encounters trying to get the South Bird. But mm-hmm. there's not really any story relevance in it, so we'll skip over that. Uh, but then they get back, and Luffy hears that they took it. They took Cricket's gold. So, so Luffy, so Luffy goes and gets the gold back. Being that morally just man that he is, he doesn't. He doesn't give a fuck if him and Zoro get beat up, you know, for some dumb stuff because Bellamy's being an asshole. But the moment one of his friends gets hurt, oh, it's over. <laughs> you're fucked at that point. And he absolutely bodies Bellamy. He one-punches him. Dude, that scene of the anime is so badass. Bellamy's Bellamy just, like, like, flying around and then yeah. comes at Luffy and Luffy just pounds him into the ground. Doesn't Bellamy say, this might just be an anime thing, but, like, when he's bouncing around, he's like, do you even know how to throw a punch? And then Luffy, like, rolls up his sleeve and is like, do I know how to throw a punch? And then he comes in and he just punches him so hard that there's, a like, a fist imprint on his skull like on his face i don't i'm i don't recollect it or recall if that uh exactly happened in the manga but it was a, it, that was a sick sick scene when he that just was like, pounds him into the ground i was not expecting the fight to be quite that fast cuz it's like yeah, the was... first fight we really actually had in the sky ps or sky island saga right he just gets fucking <laughs> shit on god damn it so uh they get the gold back and they go and give it back to cricket and then they're off to the knockup stream being guided mm-hmm. by the two monkey men yep but during that time blackbeard hears of the bounties on both luffy and zoro so they decide they're gonna go after him yeah, Blackbeard is literally out to kill Luffy. He wants to kill him. He wants to take his life to better his agenda. Yeah, I I think like right here you find out actually in the next part uh that Blackbeard is shooting to be uh one of the seven warlords. Yep. And I like I'm thinking that he wanted to get these big bounty pirates, so it gave him it gave the marines a reason to have him be mm-hmm. a warlord, but then they didn't really need that reason after anyways. Yeah. Something else yeah. went down. He was looking for some way to become a warlord and uh, a certain, uh, you know, spicy character gave him the perfect opportunity to become one. That but, yeah. he did. <laughs> so, so. Uh, yeah, at this part, we switch over to Shanks, which is like, a hype moment because you never see Shanks, although Shanks really doesn't do anything at this time. Mm-hmm. And Shanks sent a letter to Whitebeard, but Whitebeard didn't accept the letter and told the messenger that Shanks has to go and actually see him. Yep. And then... Uh, this is our first time we get to see Whitebeard, correct? Like, we see what he looks like? Yeah, this is the first time we see Whitebeard, I believe. And he yeah, doesn't even he, have a beard. It's a mustache. It's a, it's a big white mustache. But he's just sitting there 
He's a bunch massive. <laughs> he's like 15 feet tall. He is fucking massive. He's a big boy. He is a big boy, and he is jacked, but he's old. He's old as shit. Very. But... His beard is 22 feet, 3 inches tall. Is that like That's like his cannon height? Cannon height, yeah. That is ridiculous. That's a large man. It is a large man. Mm-hmm. So Shanks decides he wants to, or that he's going to go and visit Whitebeard personally. Uh, and then we cut to, we get to see a few more of the seven lower lords of the sea right now because they cut to the marines having a meeting with the seven warlords, but the only ones that show up are uh, Hawkeye, Mihawk, Bartholomew Kuma, and Doflamingo. I, th- I think those are the only three that show up, right? I I believe, yeah, I believe it's just Dofi, Kuma, and Hawk. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure, at least. Yeah, oh, I, I no. think so. Uh, but then one of the Blackbeard pirates shows up and interrupts them before they start the meeting and tells them to make Blackbeard the seven, one of the Seven Warlords, which is where we find out that he's shooting to be one of the Seven Warlords, which is yeah. connects into kind of what I said before kind of forgot about that part but now i remember all right that's right yep that's right all right okay and then they cut back to the straw hat crew going to the knockup stream and the knockup stream has like a giant whirlpool and clouds and stuff mm-hmm. and then they get escorted there and then the blackbeard pirates are on some weird raft looking thing I know, dude. I love their fucking ship. It's just like a fucking. It's just a raft. giant raft, or it's, yeah, it's not even a big raft. It's quite small, actually. Just like trees, like banded together. Just it's like, like the that. classic desert island raft kind of thing yeah. that you see. Yeah. Which was awesome because they were about to go take on the straw hats on a raft, which shows, yeah. which just makes you see how confident they are. Dude, honestly, at this point in the story, if they would have ended up fighting, Blackbeard would have mopped them. Oh, he would have been, they would have bodied him. It would have, like, dude, it would have been not even close. Black Blackbeard probably could have taken the whole fucking Straw Hat crew on his own at this point. Yeah, because we Blackbeard has the dark, dark fruit or whatever it's called at this point, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah yep. He didn't want to use with the, uh, what, what the fuck is it called? The Whitebeard Pirates. Yeah, and... I believe, isn't it, uh, we figure out that whole thing right following Skypea? Yes, I the believe. Cataclysm or like the whatever that leads to future events, isn't that just following Skypea? I think that's directly after with, with the whole thing with Ace that goes on. Yep, yep. I think yep. that's pretty close to being right after. Well, that'll get covered, that'll get covered soon. That's a, that's actually interesting, interesting little part. Yeah, so... The Blackbeard Pirates, unfortunately, do not uh, get to the Straw Hats fast enough, and the Straw Hats fly up the fly up the knock-up stream, yeah. and they make it into the White Sea. <laughs> the White Sea. And uh, <laughs> I love this next part because they just, like, they don't know how they're on top of clouds. Yeah. And then Usopp, I'm pretty sure it's Usopp, it he is jumps Usopp. out to, like, swim and then he like wanted to see how far down he could go, and then he fell out the clouds on the on the bottom. Yep. And then Luffy like 
uses his gum gum fruit and shoots his arm down there and then Robin grabs her with his hands off of Luffy. I I love that part. Usopp almost dies right here, but they save his ass. Of course it's Usopp too. Now he's just terrified of Skypia. Yeah, that's a great part. Right after that they get immediately attacked by some rando dude in a mask. Mm-hmm. And then another rando dude on a flying bird that's kind of like a Pegasus, but it's it's pretty ugly. Yep. And he's like a knight. What's that? Is his name? No, Ganfall. Ganfall. Yeah, his name is, you figure out his name is Ganfall. Uh, and he get, after saving him from the mask guy, they give him, he gives him a whistle that they're supposed to blow if they ever get in trouble. Which then Luffy proceeds to almost immediately blow right after right. he leaves because he wanted to ask him another question. Uh huh. So, God damn it, Luffy. <laughs> it's just classic Luffy doing some he Luffy. He doesn't shit. give a shit. Yeah. Right after their encounter with the Knight Ganfall, which we learn much more about later. Wait, wait, wait. We have to pause. We have to pause. What, what are we going to give Jaya? Oh, shit. No kidding. We should give Jaya a rating, shouldn't we? Mm. I give Jaya... Jaya by itself is tough because Skypea just elevates Jaya itself so much. Right. Because there's things that happen in Skypea that close out other topics that were in Jaya. See, that's why a lot of people take them together. It's like, cause like Jaya, like if the first time you read it is like a six, six point five. I was just gonna say through Skypea, it brings it up to like an eight for me. I was gonna say if I stopped directly after Jaya and did not read any of Skypea and I did not know what happens in Skypea, I'd probably get a give it a six and a half. Mm. But knowing what happens after, I would give it an. I'd probably give it either a seven and a half or an eight. Yeah. I go eight because I really like some things that happen in I would, give it, I would give it an eight as well. Cause we're gonna go through it anyway, so I'm giving it my final my final thoughts is an eight. Okay. I agree. I'll go with the same thing. I'll give it an eight because I really like how things tie together with Skypea here. So now that we're we are already in the clouds and they encountered the night, which that all is part of Skypea. If you did not know, oh, and I should announce the chapters for Skypea as well, which is 237 to 302, which is a lot of chapters. Mm -hmm. It's the bulk of the Sky Island saga. Yep. So after they meet the night, uh, they make their way to this gate or Heaven's Gate. So now we got we got the we got the Atlantis parallel, we got the El Dorado parallel, and now we got a heaven parallel. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, in fact, the, on their way, like, they're going through Heaven's Gate, and there's this little old granny <laughs> that wants them to pay the fee, but then she's like, well, I'm not going to make you pay the fee, so you can, right. like, you can go, but, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to stop you. And Is then there like billion whatever they're It's like seven million X tolls. They're called what does that what does that equate to? It was like seven thousand berries or something. 
okay. it like wasn't that much or seven hundred thousand or something like that okay yeah so it wasn't like a ton a ton i mean it's still probably a lot for the average person but they're i mean i don't know if they even had any money at this point right so they decide well we're pirates so we're just gonna go <laughs> they just barge in and then immediately after they get taken away by that giant shrimp thing yeah the woman like turns around and looks all scary and she's like she doesn't she make a call saying that there's seven intruders something like that yeah that was such a weird part that was a weird part but they needed they should have paid because it came back to bite them in the ass did so they get up to the white white sea isn't that what it's called the white white sea i think so and then they go to angel island or whatever yeah they go to angel island and they don't like see a docking area or anything so they just park on shore yep and then they meet connie connis i don't know how to pronounce her name i don't remember is it connis oh dude i forgot about this girl holy shit uh Conus, 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 Conus and Pagayu or something, her dad. Oh my God, dude. The chick with the weird things on her head. Totally forgot about her. Well, she has that and then she had like, so we see the Skypeans for the first time and they have wings. So that's another. Little wings. (laughs) Yeah, that's another heaven parallel angel wings. Uh, and then you get her dad comes in and doesn't know how to drive his own waiver. So he like crashes on shore. Yeah. I actually like, I thought Pagia was really funny. To yeah. Be he, was, he was pretty funny. I, like, his, his beard is just like a circle around his mouth. <laughs> I don't yeah. Know. So we meet those two who are initially friendly and they're, they're, I mean, they're always friendly, but then something weird happens in a bit. Uh, so Nami takes the waiver and while the others go and go to their house and eat and other things. Yep. And then while at the house, they start talking about, I believe this is where they're introduced to dials as well. They're introduced to dials and they, um, they talk about the nearby Island Yep. Which had the upper yard. Yeah, the upper yard. That's what they referred to it as. That's right. And then we cut to Nami, who's on the waiver, which is like a little, it's basically like a jet ski. Mm hmm. So, stand up. Yeah. So, Nami's on her waiver, and she happens to go to this upper yard where she sees these guys get absolutely obliterated by Enel's Devil Fruit. Yeah, you just see a fucking lightning, like, a it's not beam, even a, No, it's literally it's like, a beam of light from the sky just disintegrate yeah. someone. Because God. he's trying to steal treasure from the upper yard. Right, and they refer to, uh, Conus and Pagia refer to him as a god. No, yeah, that's what everyone, he's god NL. That's what yep. he is referred to throughout, uh, throughout it. And I think, I don't remember if in the manga, I think they might have said Kami. Which means God anyways. Yeah, 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 I think they did say Kami. But either ways, another parallel with heaven. Wasn't it's... it Kami Eneru in the manga? Like a Eneru? god I don't I don't know. I don't know, never mind. Not not important. Uh, Eneru sounds very familiar, so I it 
probably was. So translate. Luffy being Luffy and hearing about the forbidden upper yard. He wants to this go. This man's man. wants to go to the upper yard. He yep. wants to check it out. He was, he's going to beat up all the priests, his four priests, and explore the upper yard. <laughs> God, I love Luffy so much. Yeah. They just talk about Nell can hear everything and all this shit, and then Luffy's like, all right, let's go kick his ass. Let's go, let's yeah. go explore. just doesn't give a damn. One fuck is given by Luffy. He just wants to go have fun. He just wants to wants to explore. Yeah, so he's a simple he's a simpleton, man. He's a simple man, but he's a great character. He is one of the best. So then we're back on they go back to the shore and then the white berets come. Then they they crawl across the ground. Oh, I forgot that little fucking tidbit with them how they're always crawling. Yes, with the white berets are like the police. Pants. God damn it. So the Web Berets are the police of Angel Island. Yeah, it is Angel Island. And they demand that the Straw Hats pay ten times the original entrance fee, where the old woman said that she wasn't going to stop them if they went, so they didn't think that they were going to have to pay anything. Yeah. And it was, I do think it it was 700,000 berries, because then I remember... They then it was he had to pay ten times and then that was seven million berries. Something like that. Something like that. Either ways, they didn't. They still they didn't pay. And then they were doing like a bunch of dumb little things to raise their criminal count. I think it was called or something. Basically, they uh, have like criminal classes where if you reach a certain class, they send you to see. And now on the upper yard where he gives you your punishment, which is death. Yep. Which is fine for the Straw Hats because that's where they're going anyways. They don't give a shit. And then Nami all of a sudden comes in on her waiver and just obliterates the lead of the or the leader of the White Berets by running him over. She smokes his ass. I thought that part was so clown. I remember laughing out loud when I was watching the anime. Yeah, she absolutely smokes his ass on that waiver. She fucked him up. And then we get... They are promoted to a class 2 criminal, I think. Yeah, And And then then they need to be sent to the upper yard. Luffy just kick all their asses like an instant. Yep, yep. Yeah. I mean, either ways, they're going to the upper yard anyway, so it doesn't really make any difference. Right, right. And then this is when Konis was like, I'm so sorry, right? This happened directly after that. Yep, so they're getting ready. Wait, so sorry to who? Or to the the Straw Hats? Like, yeah. yeah. So the crew is getting ready to leave, and Nami, Chopper, Zoro, and Robin are all on the ship. Yep. And the giant shrimp, the express shrimp, Thing, comes and this grabs the ship and yep. brings them to the sacrificial altar on the upper yard. Mm-hmm. And then, so they, the rest of the Straw Hats need to go save them. So they follow Connie, Connie, whatever the hell her name is, to one mm-hmm. of one of their ships to try to make it to the upper yard. Uh, but before getting on the ship. She reveals that she was the one who called the giant shrimp. And then Enel 
has his his though you see the light beam from the sky over Connus. Is she about to bite the dust? Yeah. Nell is so fucking OP, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And Nell is probably he has the best devil fruit. Yeah, I would agree. He has to. Except I don't know if this has been explained yet or not, even where you're at. But if it's Blackbeard's specific devil fruit that allows him to take others, I think his would be the best, but I don't know what allows yeah, that. We still so, don't know how is that yeah so i'm thinking i i personally a theory is that it's just this like a specialty of his devil fruit but my i don't i'm tr- okay i don't want to i'm just trying to think because spoilers a, for like the next 30 seconds by the way okay okay spoilers for like the next 30 30 seconds i think that blackbeard and this is a this is a um theory in the community he has three personalities or he somehow has like three minds in one body and that's what oh and they allow that would make sense because i like that theory more than i like my theory so the reason i can say this theory i guess now so spoiler we're coming back um this actually happened in jaya and there's a lot this is another really big thing in the community is um usopp or nami or someone goes who is that guy and then zoro and luffy go that guy it's them like that's a that's like that's more than one person one person so some people think it was blackbeard's crew but other people think like zora knew that there might be something weird going on a little bit of a schizophrenic type of thing going on there right something something weird uh okay so that is interesting and i do enjoy that theory now that you've said that so I'm a bit. I kind of forgot where we were at. Um, uh, they get to. Oh, they 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 get on the ship. Oh wait, no, we haven't Conus seen what. Is about to get yeah, Conus is about to get obliterated by Anel's devil fruit, which is the lightning Just... lightning fruit. But we find that Sick. out later. And then I don't know if someone does. Does Luffy? No, Luffy doesn't have the whistle. Ganfall. Ganfall comes and saves. Connus, and then at this point, Connus says, "I don't know if this happens in the anime, mm. but in or no, I don't know if this happens in the manga, but in the anime, Connus said something along the lines of, "We need God back, and or like to Genfall, yep, who was God? Yeah, he used to be. Yeah, he used to be their God, the ruler guy." Yeah, did. That's where we find out in the anime, at least I remember, when that Ganfall used to be their god. But I'm not 100% sure if that... I can't remember if that happens in the manga or not. Yeah, I I, th- I think it does. I'm pretty sure it does. Okay, so, but that's then that's where we figure out that Ganfall used to be god. Yes. So the Straw Hats then take their... Take Connus' ship and go to the Milky Road... And then they're like going along the milky milky road and it's like booby trapped everywhere. Yep. And then they come across four different like entrances, like four different ways to go. And these are all the different priests. Wait, 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 wait. Before we do this, we got to talk about how in the anime, Zoro swung on the rope and did the Tarzan. Oh, 
Dude, do you remember that part, AK? Did you ever get there in the anime? Yeah, he that that was. <laughs> I got that to part... where they do the door deal balls. The, it, Bro, I think it. Loud. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that part. Zoro just out of character, being a fucking absolute goof. Fucking he does great. the little Tarzan thing. Yeah. So then that's when Nami, Robin, and Zoro go to explore the the island that they've yep. been on because they're sitting on the sacrificial altar and mm-hmm. they leave Chopper behind to protect the Mary. Yep. And then you get that whole thing with him doing the Tarzan yell. <laughs> yeah. And then we go to Luffy's group getting to the upper yard in the Milky Road. Right. So that's where they get the, the booby traps and, and such. And they get the four ordeals, which are all controlled by the four priests mm-hmm. and they choose the ordeal of balls or I think they change it to the ordeal of spheres in the anime. Yeah. Some, something like that. And it is in the ordeal of balls that they get our first introduction to mantra or hockey. I know dude. That's so crazy to me. Okay. Like, so uh... at this point, do you think that, like, I'm kind of not 100% sure if he was almost, like, just testing out a name for what hockey was going to be, but then he decided later that he wanted to make it hockey instead of mantra? Or do you think that's, he intentionally called it mantra? That is what um people have – that's the question a lot of people ask, AK, because a lot of people think that he just was testing out names and he decided he wanted to use hockey instead of mantra and other people think that or or they say that the skypeans don't just, yeah they don't know what this power is called but some of them have access to it so they just named it mantra yeah my personal belief is that he originally was going to call it mantra but then later switched it to hockey and that it just happened to be so perfect that okay these people are completely isolated and yep it they're obviously going to have a different word for it that's yeah. that's my personal belief I, on the fact yeah i'd probably agree with that to be honest so yeah i, I think, think it's, it's the i don't know it's hard to say it's just oda being oda dude we don't know he's just you know he's <laughs> a, just him he's a master of both improvisation and long story so this is when we first see the observation hockey it's called this is the observation hockey right yes uh so basically the the big fat dude that controls explosive balls can read their next move by using observation hockey Mm -hmm. so then they're kind of getting bodied by this guy and yeah they were actually really messing him up yeah they were this guy was kind of kind of op to them for a second um Mm -hmm. but then it ends with Sanji knocking the guy out with one of his new moves. So Sanji's beasting up. Oh yeah, what did how did Sanji knock him out again? I think he just like there was some thing where they're like losing them or like their little ship was like flying away and then Usopp had to go get the ship and then there was something with I don't it was like some type of combo attack with Luffy and Sanji, I think. I'm not 100% sure. I don't exactly remember it. Gotcha. I think it was the one where he, like, did a bunch of somersaults. 
Possibly. But I do not remember. So, anyway, Sanji beasting up new move. Yeah. So, yeah, Sanji beasting up new move. Then we... Oh, I should mention here. If you're disappointed that they chose the ordeal of balls, you see everyone else anyways, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, Yeah, so then we cut back to the Genfall and Kanis, and then we get uh, Genfall explains that the upper yard was basically, or like... Then there were natives on the upper yard that is called Shandia and they have been fighting over control of the upper yard and that it used to be peaceful but uh, after Anel took over or beat out Genfell then mm. it's not peaceful anymore and then yeah it's all in ruin and fucked up the poor yeah. Shandians so this this is kind of the part where we we start splitting off into like like it cuts back and forth into so many different storylines. Yeah. And honestly, if I had to say one thing about my critique of Skypea is that and actually almost my critique is of One Piece as a whole is that I kind of wish it didn't have so many separate storylines going on at the same time. For one yeah. group of people. Mm -hmm. It's not that it's hard to follow. But it's just. I don't know. Unnecessary. Because sometimes you get like invested. And you want to see what happens in one storyline. And then it will cut to the next one. I can see how I can see where you're coming from. I know some people think that. Yeah. Plus it, it ends up just introducing more characters. Than we really need. Mm -hmm. Like. Personally. Maybe the four priests should have been two priests. Maybe there should have just been less of those people, less... I mean, I don't know. It's it's all the way you look at it, I guess, but... Either ways, that's my one critique on Oda's writing. That's fair. That's a fair critique. My uh, critique about One Piece is how some things do not really get explained for long periods of time, and I just don't understand them. Yeah, like, but like Sanji's Diablo Jambe or Zoro's Ashura or fucking you don't know who they are but the Mink's lightning power like I don't really or fucking Luffy's um Red Hawk like I don't get that shit like how does that work you know yeah I mean but when he does explain it the payoff is pretty good that's true that's true but some things like I just feel like aren't gonna get explained but whatever that's neither here nor there this is still my favorite story in all fiction so true it's where a good one we? um so they just beat the priest i believe is where no we, uh so genfell explained the shandians and everything to Connus, yep. and then we cut to chopper we're gonna get a lot of cutting in different places to different people because that's just how skypea goes yep uh they cut to chopper and one of the priests is attacking chopper and kind of destroys the ship even more that's and then right. Chopper blows the whistle and Gonfall comes and saves him. Mm -hmm. But then they Gonfall loses also to the priest and then they like fall through the clouds. Yep. But then they get saved by a bunch of Southbirds. 
It's kind of oh, weird. Oh, dude, that's right. I forgot about that. Oh, uh huh. That's right. Yeah, they get saved by a bunch of Southbirds. And then, so there's that shortcut. And then they cut back to the uh, Zoro and, like, and Robin and Nami. And they're in mm. the upper yard. And they're in, like, a city of the upper yard, which is, like, ancient ruins. And then here's where Zoro puts together that the upper yard is actually the missing part of Jaya. Yeah. And that Nolan was not a liar, but there was no gold here. Mm -hmm. Or at least when they got there, but that comes in later. That comes back. Absolutely. So then we cut again to the Shandia village where there's a young girl who has some OP mantra abilities. Uh, Yeah. Asia. And she reveals she somehow knows that the ball guy, the vill- or the ordeal of balls guy lost, and that Gonfall were both that both of them were defeated. Mm-hmm. So then the leader of the Shandians, who is like, I think he's the guy with the long hair. Or wiper. Kind of the, yeah, wiper. I really like wiper. So do I. I really sick, like wiper sick too. Character. So they decide they're going to start to invade the upper yard because these are the Shandians who have been at war with the Skypeans to basically for their homeland. Yep. They got so launched they, into the sky, man. Yeah. Ah, that's, oh, that's fucked. So, oh, and when that explains that whole thing later, that's my favorite part of the whole Skypea arc. Oh, same. 100%. But we'll get, 100%. To, we'll get to that soon. So they go and fight. They go out to fight the remaining priests, but then they they get bodied. They they lose, and then they are going to retreat. Yeah. And then we cut back to Zoro and uh, and the crew, or Zoro's crew and Luffy's crew, both arrive at the sacrificial altar at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then since they don't want to. F- damage the Mary any further if more fighting happens they camp on the actual verth that's what they call it i believe isn't it yeah verth varth whatever varth soil yeah so they camp on the upper yard is this where we get to see a shadowy figure fixing the Mary? yep in a second so after nami after nami puts together the sky pia map with the jaya map it forms a skull where Mm -hmm. Nolan claimed the other, or Nolan claimed the city of gold was. Yep. And then that's where it's like, if you couldn't figure out from what what Zero said, then it's like, here it is. This is the the land of of the tale of Nolan. Huge brain, huge brain move, guys. If you couldn't figure it out. (laughs) Like, it's the moment you see that there's like, an island in the sky that's not like cloudy shit you're like oh dude it's in the sky (laughs) it It, it didn't even take me that long to figure (laughs) out like as soon as i saw as soon as i like yeah saw that it kind of just like was torn off and they were talking about a sky island that's like immediately i put it together like if you i hate to say it but (laughs) you were surprised by this come on you really couldn't put some things together here if you were surprised by that yeah either ways 
uh, so they have like they're partying whatever, and then everybody sleeps, and Usopp goes to pee, but then mm-hmm. he sees someone repairing the boat, but he can't see who it is because of the fog. The Klaubat. Oh wait, we don't know that. Shh. Yeah, never not yet. Never mind. Never not mind. Yet. Never mind. Never mind. So then it cuts to the morning, and all the damage has been fixed, but all the upgrades that the guys from the monkey men put on were also removed, so it looks exactly like it did before they put it on because the monkey guys put like wings and stuff on, but they were all done poorly. So whoever did it didn't didn't fix the ship very well. Right. So then since it's morning, the team splits up, half goes to the upper yard city, and the other half takes the Mary out of the upper yard because it's dangerous in the upper yard. You can't be there. Yeah, you can't. You can't have the Mary getting messed up. You gotta treat her like a queen. Yes, and then it cuts to Anel going to the upper yard, and this cues when shit is gonna hit the fan. This is when stuff goes crazy. Yes. So you know, Anel is based off of Eminem. <laughs> really? Yes. That's hilarious. He, he is. I would have said it. It's pretty funny. That is awesome. That is. An Oda power move right there. Absolutely. So, the Luffy group, who is the group that went back to the city of the ruins on their way to the Gold City, they encounter a giant snake. And they oh, all that's get, right. They all get separated. Yep. And at the same time that this is happening, uh, it cuts back to Gonfall talking again about the impact dials yeah right? about the dials being used as weapons and then yeah he talks about impact dials and then wiper or whipper whatever the hell his name is is it wiper 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 uses it cuts to wiper using a reject dial which is oh, an so impact sick. dial with 10 times the power but the Got thing it. is with the reject dials it has a little bit of backlash yeah, with 10 times the power that it delivers, it also it does 10 times the damage to the person because it's just so powerful. So it can just rip your body apart, just tear your arm right off. Yes. So when, yeah, he uses that and he's he gets hurt. And then Enel decides he's going to release his 50 divine shoulders, shoulders, soldiers oh, led by yep. Yama. That fat fucking toad egg looking bastard yes god i hated how that man looked I, I remember him though and this is the point where anel as god makes the prediction that five people will remain after the battle mm-hmm. only five and there there's like 60 or 70 something right now yep so then it kind of throughout the rest of it it gives kind of a little bit of a countdown or you're just like counting down yourself which which are going to be the five that remain yep because well the straw hats have they have seven themselves so who who's going the, down who's who's going to be the ones that bite the dust of the straw hats or is it going to be several yeah dude a reject dial is such an overpowered weapon like if you dude if <sighs> i have a theory about how that's how usopp is going to go out using a reject if, dial if if he dies he's going to go out using a reject dial because he's going to have, like, Luffy do some crazy attack to it and absorb it. And then he's just going to fucking use it when things hit the fan. 
And that's all that's all she wrote for Usopp. My own little theory. That Just could saying. be that is a valid thing. It's, it could happen. Yeah. It's a decent yeah. theory. So all right. we go back to Zoro fighting or like after they get split up, Zoro is fighting a Shandia warrior and I believe beats the Shandia warrior and Luffy is fighting Wiper, but then the giant snake breaks up the fight and eats Luffy. <laughs> and then but Luffy Luffy's, doesn't know he got eaten. <laughs> no, Luffy thinks he's in a cave. Yeah. Because like, it has like, cave come from? well, it has gold and buildings and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. it's here that you're like, Oh, the snake ate like the gold from the city of gold, but that's yeah. not where all the gold went. God damn. That snake is an absolute beauty, though. What can I say? That snake is a beauty. Then Chopper, you see Chopper fighting against one of the priests, which is the one, the ordeal of the swamp. But then... This, this guy sucked. Yeah, this ordeal of the swamp took out himself. Yeah. So yeah. Chopper really didn't have to do much. And then... Chopper got a dub for once. Yeah, Good then... Chopper. Then Robin beats Yama... And then we flash. Oh, is, that, is that is that the one where she just rolled rolled him? She just like used her arms and I think rolled so, yeah. Yama. Yeah. Yep. So then they flash back to the going Mary and uh, Anel is there, or Anel like travels there, and then says to Genfall that he has no use for the upper yard or Skypia mm -hmm. at all, mm -hmm. and that he's planning to leave. But the thing is, he's not just going to leave. He's going to destroy the entirety of the Upper Yard and all of all Sky Islands. Yeah, he was really going to just incinerate the whole Sky Island like an absolute psycho savage. Yep, and we don't get exactly why he's going to destroy it yet until a little bit later, I believe. Yep. But we cut back to another cut because there's this is the this is the this is the the arc of a million different storylines at the same time and it constantly cuts. So we see Asia go to the upper yard by herself, but her ship or her little boat stops working and then she gets picked up by Connus and her dad. And then, then it that's the only part we get, and then we cut back to Luffy. And in the steak stomach, and that's where you see the gold and the stuff, and whatever. And then Anel is bored, so he decides to join the fight, and there are only 25 people left of the five that are going to be left. Mm -hmm. So then, all at this time, Robin reaches what would have been the City of Gold, which is in, like, layers. Yeah. And she discovers that there is going or there should be a poneglyph there, mm -hmm. but it is on the golden bell. But the golden bell is no longer there. Right. And oh, we, yeah. Where's the bell? Where's, where's the, the bell? bell? So at the same time, Chopper is climbing a giant beanstalk, which is another fairy tale in this thing. Jack and the giant beanstalk. <laughs> He's God filling God. this thing with fairy tales up the wazoo. Dude, he really had a lot of fun with this arc. Yeah, he did. Honest. Like, I feel like this arc was just so much fun for him to write. I agree with that. I mean, he's just putting so many 
so many like parallels and everything in here that yeah i agree with that choppers climbing up the beanstalk and after he gets to the top the priest ohm wounds him and then we cut back to asia and nami after they get on the Mary and then the snake attacks them and then Luffy, because Luffy's punching the inside of the snake because he can't get out. <laughs> and then for some reason, a south bird was like on Zoro. And then the south bird picks up Zoro. Yeah. And the snake tries to attack him. So the south bird drops Zoro. And then the snake like attacks Zoro. And this is all on the island on top of the beanstalk. And then Wiper gets to the thing on top of the beanstalk. And Genfell also gets there and says that the the, sh the God Shrine is destroyed and Anel is gone. So there's no point in even going there. Mm -hmm. So then Zoro defeats Ohm. Or Z no, Z Wiper defeats. One of the two defeats Ohm. And then Wiper attacks Nami in Asia. But Genfell saves them because he just saves everyone in this arc. Yep. Uh, right before they're or saves them from wiper but then they get eaten by the giant snake so now we got like five people inside this giant snake yeah this snake is really just eating up it's just eating everybody it's eating everybody then, it's eating buildings it, eat, it, eat, it just and this snake is ginormous mm -hmm. this is a big motherfucking snake man yes indeed so they meet up with luffy who still thinks he's in a cave and then they just explain to him that, no, he got eaten by a snake. Yeah. This part was so fucking clown. God damn it. Just a classic Luffy moment right here. Yes. And then we go to Connus warning everyone to leave Angel Island. And then it cuts back to the to Anel again. And then he destroys mm. the cloud. That holds, that is like above him, that is holding, that like the, holds Zoro and Wiper and the snake. And then they all come falling down. And what's his face? Genfell makes it out as well as Nami, but the other, or but Asia and Luffy are stuck, it's still in the snake. Yeah, dude, I kind of fucking forgot this part. Yeah, it's, I mean. So it's kind of like just to be honest it might in my opinion it's just kind of unnecessary battle going on at this point yeah it is it's kind of just i don't know this part wasn't that interesting to me it was a lot of cutbacks and just like them yes. being eaten by the snake there was some funny stuff going in i guess yeah like that's and that's was my critique especially with this saga was that mm. there's there's even more cutbacks and stuff than in Alabasta, which there was a, a large amount of. Yep. So, I like... I, I mean, I really enjoy it, but... It definitely could have had some things... Better. Yeah. Let's so, go, after, this, after the snake falls, and Zoro and Wiper also fall... Uh, Anel electrocutes the python, the giant snake... And says, okay, there are only six left, so one must go. Yep. So then we get our little update on how many people are left. And then you kind of question yourself on which ones he's counting because mm -hmm. not everyone here is out of the game. Right. And then we get 
a bit of an explanation as to why Enel is going to de wants to destroy the Sky Islands, and that's because he thinks that people should not be living in the sky. Bro. So he must fix it yeah. as God. And Enel is such to... a twisted motherfucker. Yeah, and he's going to take everyone to at that point what is considered the Fairy Varth. Yep, which the Fairy Varth, where the land is infinite. Instead of the small upper yard, like which is what an interesting concept that I did not see coming later. I I did not either. Buddy just wants to go to. I guess we don't really. Did they explain what the fairy birth is here later? It's at the very end of the arc. That's right. Okay. I mean, my I personally thought he was just talking about like the Earth. I did too. I did too. But that was not the case. Mm -mm. So, so creative. We, I did not see that coming at all. Yeah. So, Gunfall quickly attacks him, uh, but then he gets killed, or not killed, but he gets defeated quite quickly as yeah. well. Uh, <laughs> so then, careful. that's the end of the battle, and there were five survivors. So, Enel leaves. And the five survivors, according to like what Enel was, was Zoro, Nami, Enel, Wiper, and Robin. Mm-hmm. But then Robin tries to stop him by saying he can't destroy the earth because the gold bell is still there and Anel is interested in the gold bell. Yep. But Anel knows where it is. Yeah, Anel knew where it was all the time. So then Anel attacks Robin again. Dude, Anel really just was going on a bodying spree at this point. It's because like, he's so he OP, just... bro. Yeah, he is so OP, like... It's ridiculous. His devil fruit is so fucking broken. It's not fair. I mean, if Luffy wasn't literally the exact counter to Enel, like It'd be over. It would have been this would have been the end of the story. Dude, there's not a single person like in the story that would really fuck up Enel, like Enel. Only one is Luffy. Yeah, I guess once you get introduced to hockey, probably others could. But, like, at this point, the dude is literally a god amongst gods. No one can touch him. If he's 100, the next closest person is a fucking two. Yes. Actually, but... though, when does Wiper do his thingy? Well, Wiper yeah. has Wiper has a sea stone. Mm -hmm. And when he's fighting with uh, Anel, he hits him with the sea stone and then hits him with the... Uh, so he can't change and then hits him with the reject dial. That was actually badass. I was really Oh, that's the that that's happened. the very next part actually. Zoro attacks Anel, but Wiper uses the sea stone and disables Anel's ability. Oh, but, well there we go. So then after but after the sea stone is removed, Anel being the OP mofo he is, uses his ability as lightning to restart his heart. He's a savage. My god. And then defeats he gets, everyone. Dude, he gets cocky, wiper shits on him, and then he just like, ha, joke's on you. I can't die, bitch. Yes. <laughs> Restarts then, his heart. This guy is too overpowered. Unbelievable. Yes, and then after he restarts his heart, he defeats the remaining fighters, except for Nami, who basically begs for her life and says that she'll go with him to the fairy Varth. Fucking Nami. And then they go to his giant ship, the Ark Maxim, which is a floating ship powered by the electricity from his devil fruit and all the gold from the city. Pretty dope. Honestly, pretty sick. This ship is pretty cool. I and like that. 
and it definitely like at this point i was like well why does it need to really float and then it definitely needs to float figure that out because if it didn't float yep. there's no way he's gonna get to his final destination exactly exactly dude Anel's really like crazy because buddy has a flying ship no one else has a fucking flying ship like <laughs> that shit's just crazy man Anel's wild he's yes, sick with it very much so so after they get revealed to the ship it's another cut to luffy well luffy breaks his way out of the python comes in contact with Robin, who's like half dead, but explains mm -hmm. that Anel is going to destroy everything. Mm -hmm. And then Asia helps Luffy find Anel with her mantra. That's right. And then we cut to Kanis trying again trying to ask everyone to leave the Angel Island because because Anel is gonna literally turn it to dust. He's but, literally gonna just incinerate it. Yeah, but no one trusts her uh, because, like, basically, if they did, they're afraid that Anel is going to annihilate them because yep. apparently Anel can hear whatever goes on everywhere. Yeah. Like the ability of God, per se. But then when she says that she doesn't think Anel is her God and when she doesn't die and everyone realizes that, well, he's not going to kill one person if he's he's not gonna do that if he's gonna destroy the entire city so then they're mm -hmm. like okay maybe we should leave yep so they get everyone out of there so luffy gets to enel with asia and then they have a little bit of a fight uh but enel's powers don't work so enel <laughs> enel decides to rely on his mantra Dude, we get the fucking Anel face, which is so goddamn funny. It's just meme city. I don't remember you know what that I'm talking face. About? No, I'm you not know sure. What I'm, look it up. Look up Anel face right now, dude. It's literally just memes. Oh, that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that it's, one is funny. It's used uh, multiple times throughout <laughs> the, sh the show, but this is uh, the first time it's used, and it's fucking hilarious. That is He's pretty just, great. He's just so shocked that like his his uh lightning powers can't hurt Luffy because he's a rubber man. Because he's a rubber man and he is the face encapsulates how he's feeling so perfectly. If that, you were listening to this just look it up. It's fucking hilarious. That is pretty funny. I forgot about that. Yeah. I love that part. I love that fucking panel. Yeah. So during this fight then, Anel gets Luffy stuck to a gold ball and then pushes Luffy off the ship. Oh my god, I forgot he, like, used his power to, like, weld the gold ball around Luffy's arm. That's right. Yes. Totally forgot about that. So uh, now, back on the ship, Nami is the only one left up there with her climate baton. No, Nami in the, the Asia, I believe. Yep. With her, with the climate baton, and she tries to do, tries to beat Anel with that, which, climate baton sucks. So, like, yeah. that ain't gonna do squat. Yeah, <laughs> But then, luckily, at the same time, Sanji and Usopp wake up. And Sanji being <laughs> this, Sanji is not going to let Nami get hurt. No, this part is so badass. So, uh. yes, so Usopp and Nami make their way to the ship with a grappling or a, a, a gun that Luffy, or that, not Luffy, that Usopp has that pulls him up. And then 
while Usopp is distracting Anel, Nami and Asia try to make it away on the waiver that they yeah. have. But then Anel is going to zap him and kill everyone on the waiver. Right. Yeah. But then Sanji, Sanji comes out of boy. nowhere and jumps in front of the and just takes the blow. Yep. Well, first first he kicks Usopp to Nami, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then he just and then, takes oh the blow. He just takes the fucking lightning bolt shock like an absolute beautician. And then we realize that Sanji was actually inside the ship. Like, mm-hmm. destroying all the gears and stuff that make the ship run. Yep. So, Nami and Asia and Usopp get off successfully, but Sanji gets zapped. But Usopp, again, uses grappling gun and gets back on the ship. And then gets Sanji off the ship. But Anel, being Anel, can still fly the ship because it's just Anel. He does it's anything he wants. Anel's broken. But, dude, we have to talk about how after Sanji took the strike... He looks at Anel and his cigarette is lit, which it wasn't before. Yes. But he just looks at Anel with a lit cigarette and goes, thanks for the light. I was looking for one. I love that part so much. Sanji has so many just like amazing parts. Amazing yeah. like single parts. It's awesome. Great part. Fuck yeah. So then it cuts back to the ruins in Luffy in Asia and Pierre like the yeah that's the bird that's the bird the bird, bird thing sure. uh so they're making their way to the beanstalk and luffy is running up the beanstalk with a giant gold ball still attached to him and then nami God, decides God. that they want they're just gonna leave they're like they have no chance against this guy and they're just gonna leave yep which to be honest was would have probably been the best idea had luffy not been a direct counter to anel yeah, they would all be dead. Everyone. Yes. And then, like, wipers with them, and we get a dope wiper flashback of a story uh, that is like grandfather told them about Nolan. And this is my favorite part of this whole thing is when we get the Nolan part. Yeah, dude. It's the story that's been passed down generation to generation about Mont Blanc, Mont Blanc, Nolan. And, uh, what's the, what I is, I, I don't remember the other guy's name. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I have to, I have to look it up. Uh, uh Calgara, Calgara. Yeah. And they used to ring the bell like every day. This yes. giant gold bell that they have. They used to ring it every day as like a sign of like peace and safety. Yep. So they're Nami wants them all to leave after we get this dope flashback story still. And Nami like goes up the beanstalk while Luffy's running with his with her waiver. Mm. And Luffy says that no, he's going to the top to ring the bell. So Cricket knows that the city of gold is real. Yeah. Which is awesome. God, it's so, so... He's always thinking about other people. And, like, he honestly doesn't... He was going to basically give up his life just to ring this damn bell. Luffy is just such a fucking good dude. And did we get that whole backstory before this? Like, right prior to this 
climax here, or do we get some after with uh, Nolan and Kelly? I think we get pretty much the whole thing right before that. Dude, that fucking backstory was so impactful. Yes, because it explains, like, the importance of the bell and everything, and it really connected Nolan and the yeah. and the people of or the Shandians, the Sh- the people of Shandia. Yep. It connected them so well together because like the people of Shandia like hated outsiders and Nolan was a great adventurer and then they met and they hated each other and fought at first but then they just became boys like well, they were just homies. Nolan cured their village because they had like a disease that came and from they were going to they were going to sacrifice trees. Yeah, they're going to sacrifice a woman, but then uh, Nolan, who's like a botanist, stops them and says that he can cure the stuff with like what's on the island. And they give him like a week or like a day or something. Yeah. But then they realize that he cut down a plant that should not have been cut down. Right. Because the trees are sacred. Yeah, the disease is coming from the sacred trees, and the only way to stop this uh, disease from spreading was to cut down these sacred trees. And they took... They did not like that. No, so they they did not... After that, they did not like uh, Nolan, but then they kind of made up after that. Yes, and then, like, when Nolan was leaving and Calgara, like, ran to him crying, dude. Oh, that was chills. This is, this is my favorite part of... Skypia, right here. Yeah. And this is why, like, this single part lifted Jaya from yep. a six and a half to an eight. Yeah, absolutely. This, this is one of the best backstories in all of One Piece. Literally, that single part lifted it that one and a half points. God, it's so wild, too, because basically this whole arc doesn't really have anything to do with, like, with the, the rest of the story? With the rest of the story. No. Like, a, a little bit, but it was basically just world building. Yes, this is pretty much a self-contained world building arc, yep. I'd say. Mm-hmm. But it was a good one, to say that. I mean... It was. It was, it was good. good so. It was a good world building arc. Uh, so, so, Luffy. Yeah, Luffy gets to the top, and the whole... Anel had already destroyed Angel Island, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he's creating a giant cloud where he can, like, amplify his abilities to destroy another island. But yeah. then Luffy goes up with his gold ball and sucks up all the electricity and puts it into his rubber body, which, like, disperses his energy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And destroys this whole giant cloud. And then smacks Anel with, it, with his giant ball. And Anel hits yeah. the bell. And the, the, it's like the loudest ring of the bell ever. Yeah, he fucking hits him with that, what is it, gum gum golden pistol or something? And yeah. just pounds an L straight into the bell. And then the bell rings, and then it like cuts to Cricket. And here is where Cricket hears, it hears the bell, and he's so happy. And then they have to, they're like, okay, we have to find something else to do now that we realize that the city of gold is real. <laughs> yeah, and then because Cricket, Cricket knows about the bell. And Cricket looks up into the sky and sees Luffy's silhouette in the clouds. Yes. Although this part was pretty cool, this is where we learn about the giant like shadow figures right at the beginning of the arc. Yeah, that was that was the only damn it. 
But I did like the moment. It was a super cool, impactful moment, but Mm -hmm. I was a little disappointed because I thought there were going to be some, like, giant guardian guys of the sea. Yeah. We do get to see some more giant guardian people in Thriller Bark, though, that we still don't know what they are. That is true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But we'll get to that when we get to it. Thrill Bark is the best art or the best the best arc and saga, by the way. Damn, I love that you think that actually. That's so funny to me. I I love Thriller Bark so much. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. It's funny. Best best uh comedy arc. Definitely. It's just filled with comedy. Let's get back to Sky PS though, since that's the episode, right? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So, the the ring of the bell uh, that that pretty much takes out a now, mm-hmm. and then the 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 giant ship filled with the gold basically falls through the sky, mm-hmm. along with a and oh wait during this or before Nami and Luffy get to the top they cut down the beanstalk. That's which, right. Which brings kind of the like the the bell coming down, and then they hits it. Yeah, because they use the beanstalk as like a ramp to like project yeah, up there, basically. Yeah. yeah, like the ring kind of signifies the end of the war between the Shandians and the Skypeans, mm-hmm. and everything after the after Anel is done, pretty much everything is done, and right the the arc falls from the sky, like I said, wiper wakes up because he was like bodied by now and still wants to like go out and fight but then he realizes that everything is already over and everything can basically go back to how it was without anel so then it cuts to anel this man is still not done dude and now just a fucking psycho but he decides that he's gonna leave the skypeans alone Mm-hmm. And he's going to the ver- the fairy Varth on his own. And we find <laughs> out that the fairy Varth is the moon. Dude, Adele's whole thing was he just wants to go to the moon. Why? God damn it. Like, when I was like, okay, like, the whole time I was like, why does he care that much about going to the earth? And then you figure out it's the moon. Dude, big that was actually twist. such a big plot twist, and especially with the cover stories later. Yeah, because like, that shit is just you crazy. Get basically, man. a whole Nell arc on the moon just by cover stories. Right. So he, he makes his way yeah. to the moon. He does. He makes his way to the moon. That was his whole thing. The endless Varth is the moon. Our god, our boy Luffy, beat his ass so bad that he left the. Skypeans and the Shandians alone, fucking dope, man. It was sick. Yeah. So the 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 beanstalk. Astronaut is, Anel. Yeah, astronaut Anel. So the beanstalk is partially cut down, and on top of the beanstalk was the bell. So then, as like another sign of the end of their war, the Skypeans and Shandians mm-hmm. worked together to get the bell back off yep. the stock. And at the base of this bell, on like a pillar, is a poneglyph. Yeah, that's right. And then Robin is finally able to read what the poneglyph says, and it tells us the location of the ancient weapon Poseidon. 
Oh, you just figured out uh, what Poseidon is, didn't you? Yeah, in Fishman Island, yeah. you figure out what Poseidon yeah. is. Yes. And then we get to see that there is a little message. Yeah, a message from boy Gold Roger. D. Roger. Oh, man. Stating what that is... the real Polnaglyph is in Laftel. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but I'm sure it's going to have a big impact later. I think the... Yeah, dude. Is the real Ponyglyph just supposed to be, like, the final one, maybe? Well, he's, it's stating that, like, he delivered the Ponyglyph to Raft, left. Oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So gotcha. I don't... Okay. That's right. Yeah, no, it's... I remember now. Okay. They didn't really explain it much after that. No, they The they Ponyglyphs didn't. are just kind of, like, a very overarching, very interesting thing that you never really go into a lot. Until you get the Odin flashback in Wano. Oh my god. Well, I'm not to Wano, but I'm expecting that to be hype. It um, actually has a little chunk, like a page or two on this exact... Uh, this exact, part? Exact part right here. Goldie Roger, like, that's what he put sick. in here. That's it awesome. Yeah, so that's pretty much the end of Skypea. And then uh, Usopp being the... Being the Man, he is. He's got to trade them rubber bands for some dials. He's got to stock up on the dials. Right. And then uh, this, the, the Straw Hats go to get the all the treasure from inside the snake. And I don't think... I don't remember if in the manga a baby snake shows up. But I'm like almost 100% sure that in the anime there was like a baby snake. Well, mate. Well, this snake was the baby snake for Calgot, like during Calgot's yeah. time. Oh, that's yeah. what it was. That's yeah. what it was. So this snake has been around like eight hundred years. This is an old ass snake. Yeah, that's what it was. Uh, so they get the gold from the thing, and the people are the people of uh, Shandia are going to give them this giant gold pillar because they don't really need it for anything and. Right, the straw hats can use it for something, except mm -hmm. for when Luffy and the rest of them are coming back from looting the snake. They think that there's a giant cannon, and they're afraid that they're actually mad at them because they stole treasure. Yeah. So they they're just they <laughs> run away and leave Skypea. And they're God, they're just trying to give them the gold, and they're like, "No, don't go yet. We have more for <laughs> yeah. you. Like, come on, take want, more." They want them to stay, but the the idiot straw hats are thinking that they're they're all mad at them. Dude, I actually love that part where like everyone's sleeping, and Luffy looks at the crew and goes, "We're gonna steal everything from them and <laughs> leave." Yes. Yeah, oh, that's it, hilarious. Dude. Even though they wanted to give everything to him, but right, <laughs> we're just gonna steal it all. Just a little dubious. Yeah, that part was funny. Yeah, then Connus and her dad uh, bring them to where they can go down back to the blue sea using a giant octopus balloon. That octopus balloon, man, dude. That I love how like once it once they got down, it was just a tiny little octopus. Yeah, it just. The little guy. That part was clown as fuck. What an interesting little thing. Yeah. I wonder creative as hell. Yeah, that's pretty much the end. I mean, they make Gonfall God again, and then... And that's the yeah. end of Skypea. 
what a, what a story. What a story. That I have very mixed opinions about Skypea as a whole. But I really liked it. As well as have a... It could have improved on a lot of things, but I, I liked the story. The overall story of it was pretty good. I also really enjoyed it. And I, it gets bonus points for me because this is like the first time we really get to dive into hockey, even though we don't know it at the time. Mm-hmm. And I do, I don't know, man. I, I liked a lot of characters in this. I liked Wiper. I liked how we learned about Mont Blanc Noland. I, liked I how we learned love Kel the Noland part. I loved all of that stuff. Um, I think this really held true, and I got more enjoyment out of this than Alabasta. Oh, by I, far. I, I think I'd give it. What what did I think? I think we, we gave, gave Alabaster an eight. I think we gave it an eight flat, and I would give this an eight point two five. I was gonna say eight point four. We're getting more exact as we get higher up. Because after well, apart from the next arc, there's a couple arcs that I'm probably gonna give very high scores to. I really don't like the next arc that much. Cause like I mean, Water Seven and Eni's lobby. Yeah, I, I actually. I'm gonna give it a 8.25. Sticking with it. I don't know if I want to give it. Uh, I'll just stick with what I said. I'll give it 8.4. So regardless, whatever I gave Alabasta, I'm giving uh, Skypia 0.25 more than it because I did like it a little bit more. Yeah, I liked Skypia more. I I liked all the world building that was done in Skypia, and Skypia dr- did not drag on quite as long as Alabasta did. At least I would agree. in the at least in the anime Alabasta drug on forever. Oh, especially especially in the fucking anime. The anime It seemed like it took forever. It I think it was forty three episodes for Skypea in the anime. It looks like it was total Alab- for Alabasta was about seventy three, seventy four. Like for the entirety of from Reverse Mountain to yeah yeah something like that to Alabasta yeah because Jaya and um, Skypia were fifty two combined so mm-hmm. that's a lot shorter yeah well yeah there we go One Piece Jaya and Skypia I really like these arcs and now we're starting to heat up after the next arc which is uh. The next, you know. I mean, yeah, the next arc itself, Long Ring, Long Island, uh, yeah. much left to be desired from that one. But then when we get to Water 7, Ennie's Lobby, post Ennie's Lobby. Oh, my. Ooh, it's just, wow. Av- dude, from, from at once you get past Long Ring, Long Land, it's just banger after banger after banger after banger. Like every single arc. Literally every single one. There's, oh, God. There's a lot to break down in those two. Yeah, well, is that anything yeah, else we want to say? I mean, I think we covered pretty much the entirety of the story of the Sky Island arcs. So I think we can there, call it. There we are. A... Thanks for listening, guys. Hope it's been enjoyed. real. Yeah, hope you enjoyed. Take it easy. Till next time.